What is going on, Knicks Nation? We are back for another Sunday night live stream edition talking about the New York Knicks. As always, it is Sunday, December 3rd. This is episode 26 of the Knicks Nation podcast. Of course, hit that thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel. Chris, what's going on, man? We are back. Another episode talking about the New York Knicks. We're back chopping it up about the Knicks, man. Had a pretty good weekend. How about you, man? How's things going for you? Had a good weekend indeed. Um, It was a good weekend for the Knicks. They got the win in Toronto. Um, Went over there. Beat beat the Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors, I I don't know what to make of that team, honestly. But everything was clicking in that win. Obviously, you had, you know, big showing out of Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, Jalen Brunson did his thing. Um, we'll touch on the Quinn Grimes situation again. Um, just an all-around all around great team win heading into this quarterfinal matchup versus the Milwaukee Bucks that I'm actually pretty excited about. But, yeah, the Knicks are on a high note right now. And um, quarterfinal matchup is on Tuesday. And we have the Milwaukee Bucks. Chris, did you know that the last time we beat the Milwaukee Bucks – They've beat us seven times in a row. Last time we beat them was November 5th in 2021. They, the Knicks simply, they, the, the, the matchup is a disaster for the Knicks. And look, we almost beat them last game early on in the season, and then we just collapsed there in the fourth quarter. But I'm excited for this um, quarterfinal playing tournament. You know, I, I, I have like a playoff feel to it. I don't know really how to feel for it. Like, what do you think? Like, do you feel like this is like a, playoff game like it's weird because it's like a regular season game and i don't believe this game counts towards the regular season record but i don't know i'm excited for it yeah i mean it's 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 interesting right i mean nobody thought really what to think about the in-season tournament when it began and not for nothing man the the players are playing they're playing hard everybody seems to have bought into this in-season tournament and i'm pretty excited too you know i mean you know, it's one thing if the Knicks got eliminated and then it'll just be like, ah, whatever, it's season tournament, who cares? But, yeah. you know, that's just being real. I mean, the Knicks are in it, and granted, we're facing the Bucks, but, hey, why not us, right? It gives you that little bit of hope that, you know, we'll go out there and win something. So, um, <laughs> it's interesting, and I'm intrigued, man. It, it is, it is. you know, Adam Silver got his, his wish, right? Everybody's intrigued by this thing. Everybody wants to see how it plays out. And the players are playing at a high level early on in the season, right? So it's a win-win, in my opinion. For sure. And, yeah, man, it's a win-win. Obviously, you know, the game is in Milwaukee. If uh, the Heat took care of business in Miami, it would have been in New York. So the game is in Milwaukee. And, you know, the the area where the Knicks can attack the Milwaukee Bucks is the backcourt. Obviously, Last time the Knicks faced the Bucks, you know, we actually saw a good game out of Quentin Grimes, if you don't remember. Like, he, I think he had 17 or 18 points. He was really hitting his shot. He was in rhythm. And Quentin Grimes was, you know, looking like Quentin Grimes. That's pretty much the last time we've seen that from him. They're back, the, the Milwaukee Bucks backcourt is a poor defensive backcourt. You have Damian Lillard, Malik Beasley in the backcourt, which is why Jalen Brunson last time balled out. 
But of course, you're going to have Quentin Grimes on Dame, Chris. And, you know, it's going to be tough, man. You know, we were probably going to have Jew on Julius Randle on Giannis. Um, and then obviously Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez. It's going to be a tough, ta- tough task ahead. And it's, it's a tough team. And, you know, we actually play them three times in this month of December. We play them Tuesday, the 23rd, and I think Christmas Day. It's one of the Knicks' toughest stretches, one of the Knicks' toughest months coming up. I'll read the schedule coming up in a bit. But in order for us to beat the Milwaukee Bucks on Tuesday, Chris, what has to happen? What do you need to see from this team? Like, who do you think needs to step up? Who do you think needs to be the X factor? Because we know what we're going to get from Brunson. Yeah, Is it just Jew playing like Jew or... You know, see other guys. You took it right out of my head, man. I mean, look, Julius Randle, he's he's been playing well the last couple of games. Really well, actually. The Julius Randle that we've been waiting for. The only thing with Julius, you don't know what you're going to get night in, night out. He's been consistent as of late, but we're going to need more of that if we're going to beat the Bucks. you know? Yeah. And we saw it against Toronto. Our whole entire squad was pretty much on. You know, you had Brunson. You had uh, RJ having an okay game. Julius, you know, was rolling all across the board. Our team was just how you want to see it, you know. And I think we just need that to carry over to Tuesday because the Bucks are, you know, they're tough, man. We even with that weak backcourt, if you want to call it weak, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be tough no matter yeah. what, man. We got to bring our A game, that's for sure. And we know the Bucks are definitely gonna go out there expecting to win it, so. You know, that's that's what I think. As as Julius goes, the Knicks will go. Yeah, because as he's been, you know, efficient and as he's been sharing the rock. So as as long as he's just sharing the rock and being efficient and just being, you know, his norm self, I think we, you know, have a shot. And, you know, obviously Brunson against Dame. Dame will probably be, well, I don't know, if Malik Beasley would probably be against Brunson. But that matchup will be interesting. I'm sure those two will pretty much cancel each other out. Brunson is, he always gets up for these big moments. Yeah. Um, but right now the Knicks are underdogs. The Bucks are favored by four and a half. So take that with what you will from it. But Bucks are favored by four and a half. But it's 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 weird because every other team that's not in the play-in tournament, Chris, they have this stretch of games, this stretch of days off. Like I think they have like five or six days off. Um, obviously, the play-in tournament, the finals, I believe, is this Saturday. If the Knicks win this game, they go to Vegas. And then that's when we're actually, you know, in the final four, which is which would be pretty cool. Um, again, yeah. don't know what you guys, you know, don't know if a lot. I'm seeing a lot of like mixed signals on Twitter, like people care, people don't care. But I'm sure if the Knicks make it to the final four, people are going to actually be like caring about it because it's yeah. dope at the end of the day. But would you rather I guess my question, would you rather be the, in the Knicks situation right now, Chris, going Maybe getting a possibility to go to Las Vegas in the final four, winning that, what, $500,000 per player and per coach? Or would you rather have this time off? Because, you know, the guys are banged up. It's a long season. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I'm kind of torn when it comes to that. I mean, in one hand, I do want to see the Knicks compete and compete for, you know, the first ever Commissioner's Cup, right? Yeah. If we can get back the Bucks, But then it is – playing against the Bucs an extra time when we shouldn't be seeing the Bucs again this season, right? So yeah. <laughs> that that's one area where I'm torn. And then, yeah, um, I guess as far as having time off, 
maybe it's not so bad because you know we've been waiting for the Knicks to click as a unit, and it seems like we're finally getting on that path to getting where we want to be as a team, right? Um, Julius has had a slow start. Uh, Brunson, you know, had some a little bit of a slow start as far as you know hitting his two pointers in the paint, things like that. But yeah, you know, across the line, Divincenzo took some time to you know adequate himself into the lineup. Josh Hart banged up from the beginning. They're just starting to find their rhythm. So you know, having a big stretch of time off, I think, will kind of disrupt that, in my opinion. So you know, maybe it's a good thing the Knicks are competing for this uh, Commissioner's Cup. Yeah, I like it. I like it, Um, especially if they make it to the Final Four. Hey, if we lose Tuesday, it is what it is. We still have, you know, some days off um, to, you know, get right. Obviously, guys have been guys have been struggling, mainly R.J. Barrett. Um, R.J. Barrett has been got some numbers here that are pretty concerning, uh, if you want to say concerning. But R.J. Barrett, his last 10 games, 14.6 points per game, 25% from three, 34% from the field shooting 82% from the free throw line, which is pretty good, 2.3 assists, and only 27 minutes per game. And he's shooting a whopping 43% from two. Mid-range game has fallen only, you know, uh, 32% from there, and um, 32% from three, excuse me. But, yeah, and then that, and then before the podcast, Chris, I, I was reading something from the New York Post that he's still dealing with migraines. So uh, take it with a grain of salt again. I mean, R.J. Barrett, look, he had a knee injury and migraines, and he's been – out and in and out the lineup and he's not really playing you know that many minutes you know Tom Thibodeau is limiting his minutes to 27 minutes per game so you know RJ Barrett has struggled but then you're getting the resurgence from Josh Hart it's like when one guy rises another guy goes down and it's like it's like a juggle effect it's crazy right (laughs) next man up right I mean that's what uh, we could hope for on this team that's why we have so many guards right (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, of course, we have the Dante DiVincenzo situation. <laughs> Chris, he's shooting a scorching 44% from three and 57% from corner threes, which is absolutely insane. And I guess is 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 Quinn Grimes like is losing Thibs' trust? I mean, one, he's not closing out games past few matchups. And he's a, he, his last game versus the Toronto Raptors, he had, the first time he attempted his first free throw of the season. And his three-point shot has regressed, so only shooting 35% from the free throw line. It just looks to me like this kid has no confidence right now. And I don't know. I feel like Tom Thibodeau is not going to make the switch because, you know, Grimes has the pedigree, he's been here a long time, and he's not going to make the switch. And maybe he likes Dante coming off the bench. But if we continue to see this from Dante and this from Quentin Grimes, something has to give, in my opinion, because, you know, it sucks. But it's like... Every time we come on here, it's like Quinn Grimes not playing well. Quinn Grimes not playing well. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. You start you starting Dante or you benching Grimes or I don't know. What are you doing with that? Man, the the way that Dante shot the ball against the the Raptors was just insane. Every shot you were just like, man, that that's going down. Yeah. And sure enough, he hit seven, seven threes, and he was he killed him. And you gotta you gotta look at that and just be like, man, what if we had that instead of you know that in the starting lineups over what Grimes is giving us right now? And and it sucks to say that because I'm a supporter of Grimes. I want him to do well, and I want him to get out of this funk. But like you said, it looks like he just has no confidence on the offensive side, and I think it's starting to bleed over a little bit on his defense. He's not playing at the defensive level we're used to seeing him, in my opinion. Yeah. 
because even DiVincenzo's going out there and kind of giving a bit more defensive pressure than Grimes is at this point. And I think it's exactly what you said, all confidence. I still think, you know, put Grimes on the bench, start DiVincenzo, you know, and just hope that Grimes can find a rhythm with the bench unit or just get in rhythm altogether. We got to find a way to get Grimes out of this funk. We need him. He's too important to us. Yeah, he is. And um, hopefully this game versus Milwaukee, obviously his last game that he had success was against the Bucks. So hopefully this game on Tuesday versus Milwaukee Bucks gives him some confidence because we just need something from him. I mean, his, his shooting numbers have been off. And I, I don't believe – let me just pull up his stats from his last 10 games. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they're not that great. But, you know, his, I don't think he scored in double-digit numbers in like since November 15th at wow. Atlanta. You know, his, I mean, just look at his scoring output. At Raptors, four points. Pistons, zero points. Hornets, six points. Suns, three points. Heat, three points. Timberwolves, zero points. I mean, he, him again have been in and out in the lineup with his, with his, with his wrist, right? Maybe you can attribute that that his, you know, his wrist is bothering him or whatnot. But I don't know. I don't really know what to make of that. And hopefully, he can just get it going versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, we're gonna need Grimes, man, to get out of it. I mean, whether it's his wrist or not, if if his wrist is hurting, then he should probably just sit out. You know, get that thing a hundred percent. Yep. Because at this point in time, man, you're like you 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 we read off a couple games with three points, a couple games with four zeros. I mean, we need more than that on the starting lineup as a two guard. You know. Yeah. And right now, DiVincenzo is hot, man. <laughs> If, if if I were the Knicks, I would at least think about sliding DiVincenzo in there, even if it's temporary, man, just to get Grimes back, you know, and rolling in some capacity. For sure. Chris, I think you froze. You want to come in and out, and then I'll hit some of these comments in the chat? Yes, sir. All right. While we do that, Lynette, what's going on? Always appreciate you. So proud of our Knicks performance these days. Go do it on Tuesday, guys. Yeah, we do it on Tuesday. We go to Las Vegas and then we play either the Boston Celtics or we play the Indiana Pacers. I think the Celtics and the Pacers face off against one another. Tony, what's going on in the chat? Bucks will win. Starbucks. Tony wants the best Starbucks again. We shall see. We'll talk about it. Who knows? In the, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't I don't really know what to feel about this uh, this upcoming game. The Bucks have our numbers, so I don't know. But uh, Lynette says Josh Hart has to repeat what he did in Toronto. Yes, Josh Hart has to definitely repeat what he did in Toronto, and he's been playing well. Josh Hart, these last couple of games, Chris has looked like Josh Hart, and if he just continues to play like that, awesome. Rick Pennington says grilled deer meat. Yeah, man, grill the damn meat, man. We got to go to Milwaukee and take care of business because this schedule in December is absolutely brutal. We face the Bucks, and if we advance, obviously, then we'll play the Pacers or the Celtics, and then it's versus Toronto at Utah, at the Clippers, at the Lakers, at Brooklyn, versus Milwaukee, versus Milwaukee again on Christmas Day, at the Thunder, at Orlando, at Indiana. This schedule in the month of December is a gauntlet. It's the hardest schedule, I think, in the NBA this month. And if the Knicks can get through this schedule, like 500, Chris, sign me up. Because when you're going on that West Coast trip, at Utah, at the Clippers. Look, are we better than Utah? Yes. Look, the Clippers are a mess, but it's this is still a tough schedule, man. I mean, if you can get through this schedule 500, I'll take that, man. Yeah, I mean, that that <laughs> that schedule is just insane, man. 
you know, Utah, yeah, are we better than them? I, I think so. Can, can we actually get that game? You know what? Any NBA team can win any given night, right? Yeah. So, I mean, even the Clippers, they've, they're playing much better as of late. So, I'll take 500 anytime. For sure. Rick says, I love that we are not on anyone's radar. We can just play pressureless basketball. Yes, man. I mean, look, when you got Barrett struggling like he is, and then you have Josh Hart coming in and doing what Josh Hart does, you can afford R.J. Barrett to have a couple of bad games. Look, a lot of people on Twitter have been like, people love to hate. I mean, Chris, I mean, people love to just, once R.J. Barrett has these bad stretch of games, people just love to call him out. I mean, it is, I mean, look, it's the middle of the season. We've seen what we already have seen from him. I'm not nervous. And then it comes out today that he's still dealing with migraines. He'll snap out of it. He goes through these stretches, right? He goes through these ups and downs. And then later on in the season, it normally levels itself out. So, I mean, I'm not, like, are you concerned with Barrett? Because I'm not really, I don't really care, honestly. I mean, he can have these bad games. And we're look at our record right now. We're still great we're still doing well we're still balling out yeah i mean i mean we've seen the games without barrett right i mean yeah. those weren't the greatest games you know so when he plays him playing for us is important you know whether it's just uh him giving 15 points whether it's 10 points even you know again i'll say it again i think the most impressive thing about rj this season has been you know he did start hot yes granted before you know he started getting knee issues and the migraines and all that but his defense is what we've always wanted him to be defensively, you know, not the greatest, but just good enough that you're a, a little bit above average defensively, right? Yeah. And he's been consistent with it. So when he's in there, if he's not giving you offense, at least he's defending. And that's huge, especially in Tibbs' scheme. So I'm not too concerned, man. Um, you know, migraines are tough to deal with, let alone, you know, knee issues. So hopefully, you know, RJ gets a little bit healthy and you know, we can use any any little bit of help we can get for offensive consistency on this Knicks squad. I feel like a bounce back game versus Milwaukee is coming up on uh, on Tuesday for Barrett. Knicks have had some time Ooh. off here. We saw Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart at the Rangers game tonight, actually. But I feel like a bounce back game is coming. But migraines are no joke. Look, look, the numbers are, you know, not great. Last 10 for RJ. We said it again. 25% from three, 34% from the field. Only two two assists per game and only 27 minutes per game. And 43% from two. I mean, it's not being efficient. Mid-range games has fallen off as well. But hopefully we can get RJ Barrett to snap out of it. LV Live is in the chat. What's going on? We're shaking. This is the toughest month of the season. Yes, for sure. This is tough, man. I just read it to you. I mean, this is this is going to – I'm not sure if this will define our season. But it's going to – if we come out of this 500, sign me up. That's just my take on it. Especially if you go at Utah, at L.A., at L.A., at the Lakers than at Brooklyn. If you go two and two in that, Chris, I mean, I'll take that because then you have a home and home against the Bucks again after playing them on Tuesday. <laughs> That's this, insane. Already four times this year that we we're going to play the Milwaukee Bucks, which is crazy. I mean, and I've already told you the Milwaukee Bucks have our number. We haven't won against the Milwaukee Bucks since November fifth of twenty twenty one. Obviously, Giannis gives us fit, but obviously Jalen Brunson should take care of Damian Lillard on on the offensive side of the ball, and hopefully we can get Quentin Grimes going. But, yeah, they end this gauntlet of a schedule. And then at OKC, OKC, is a, they're a squad, man. Yeah. They're a squad. Chet Holmgren is a problem. <laughs> and Shai Goodstock-Jandro is a problem. And then at Orlando, usually at Orlando is a cakewalk. But 
Not anymore. Not, not this year, man. <laughs> the Magic are good. And then the Pacers. Shout out to Obi Toppin. Balling out. Ball out again versus the Miami Heat. So shout out to Obi. Want some glimpses. Yeah, man. Um, LV Live says defense and free throw shooting for RJ has been huge. Yeah, he's shooting this last 10 games. I read to you the negative numbers, but the last 10 games, I think he's shooting like 82% from the free throw line. Yeah, 82% from the free throw line in the last 10 games. So those that has been important as well. So, yeah, game versus the Bucks. I'm excited. I Call me crazy, but I it has like a playoff feel to it in the middle of a season. I know that sounds crazy, but if we win this, then you know some Knicks fans are going to be traveling to go to Vegas. And you know it's going to be exciting over there. And I'm yeah. sure the Knicks fans will travel. Um, I wish I was going, but um, yeah, if we make it to this and we play either the Pacers or the Magic, and who knows, Chris? Who knows, man? Yeah. I mean, think about it. If the Knicks get past the Bucks, you know, I wish I could take a trip out to Vegas, man. <laughs> That's Knicks, that you know, this is a you know, <laughs> it's a, it's a rare thing, you know. It's it's yeah. the first time this is happening. It's an experience, man. I would love to take a trip out there and just you know, take it all in. But you know, let's let's see what happens on Tuesday. Let's see, be fun, man. Man. Is that on TNT? I think it's a national televised vehicle, too. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Which is pretty cool. Tyrone, man, what's going on in the chat, man? Hope all is well. What's good, y'all boys? Keep up the great work, and the Knicks are going to win it all. The NBA is scared to play the Knicks. We too tough. Wow, Tyrone. I love like the that. confidence in the chat, man. Look, it starts Tuesday, man. Beat the Bucks, right? Beat the Bucks. National televised vehicle. You're going to have people on one side saying, I don't care about the in-season tournament. You're going to have people on the other side saying, I do care about the in-season tournament. Beat the Bucks, and then who knows? And it's Knicks Celtics in, in the next game. Or it's Knicks Pacers, and then we'll see Obi Toppin sooner than expected. <laughs> and the Pacers don't play a lick of defense, so that game will probably be like 150 to 152 or oh, something man. like that. But It's going to be a track meet. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the matchup versus the Bucks. Is not a great one. I think the guys have to step up. Our Quentin Grimes finally has to try to get it going on the offensive end. Dante continues has to can continue to do his thing, and then Josh Hart. I mean, he's been playing well. And then Ju, Chris said Julius Randle was the answer to beat the Bucks, and I agree, man. As the, but he's been playing well. You know, got to give Julius Randle his credit because he's been sharing a rock, man. And once he's sharing a rock, I love what he's providing us on the offensive end. So. Yeah, Julius is going to be a, a key factor, in my opinion. I think I saw a stat out there when Julius has eight or more assists, the Knicks are undefeated in those games this season thus far. So, I mean, that just goes to show you there, you know, when Julius is on and he's he's uh, distributing that rock, man, we're we're a better team. That's just it's just clear as day to see, man. We, we need Julius to keep playing the way he's been playing, man. All right, so anything else on the Tuesday matchup, Chris, that you want to touch on before we move on to the next topic, which has to do with DeMar DeRozan? Anything else you want to touch on before we uh, move on? No, I, uh, I, when it comes to the Bucks, man, I just have that 2017 game where Lance Thomas just barely missing a block on Giannis, fading away and hitting a game winner. Oh, I, I'm done with the Bucks, man. We got to... We gotta, end this streak can we man. please That's win all. like yeah I'm we gotta it. end it, that streak it's like the bucks and then the the uh kevin durant thing i don't think kevin durant has lost to the knicks since he was like an okc 
which is some crazy thing. I mean, we need to end these streaks, man. I want I want to beat the Bucks so bad. Like you do not understand. And we should have beat them early on in the season. Four and a half point dog. I don't care, man. I'll probably I'm not a betting person, but I'll bet the Knicks. But I, I like our chances, man. I like our chances. Yeah. I like, our, playing, we, I like our chances. Yeah. So that's that. And obviously, game is on Tuesday. It should be a fun one. It should be a crazy environment. I'm sure the guys will be excited for that. Hopefully, you know, Barrett can get it going and 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 whatnot. But Chris, um, I guess we could touch on the DeRozan situation. So Sam Amick from the Athletic came up with um I think he came out with a story saying that DeRozan has two preferred destinations, the LA Lakers and the New York Knicks. And then obviously Knicks Twitter went wild with it. So I've already given my take on it. I, I posted a video on the Knicks Nation channel. If you haven't checked that out, please do so. Uh, really appreciate that. But Chris, I'll, I'll leave the floor up to you. DeMar DeRozan, man, I know you've been wanting him. I know you've, you've liked him. And I, I know you have some thoughts on the DeRozan thing. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you have the floor. What do you think about the DeRozan trade talks? And do you think the Knicks should explore that? Yeah, so DeMar DeRozan, man, I... <laughs> I think he would be amazing, an amazing addition to the Knicks. Look, I understand he's a mid-range master. So, you know, Julius also works in the mid-range. RJ works in the mid-range. Brunson works in the I get that. I get that. DeMar DeRozan cannot shoot the three-pointer. He's not a sniper from three. He takes a couple threes. I think he averages about three three-pointers a game. He'll hit one or two. I get it. You know, he can't really stretch the floor, but... With all that said, I think DeMar DeRozan is exactly the type of player we're missing. You know, yes, he's a a two guard. He's he's not necessarily a wing per se, but he is a you know he's lengthy. He's not the greatest defender, I guess you could say, but more importantly, he's a closer. And I feel like that's something the Knicks, outside of Jalen Brunson, and at times maybe Julius Randle, you know. DeMar DeRozan is the type of player who can go and get you that late clutch bucket when you need it, and it's almost automatic every single time because he always knows how to get to his spots and takes the shot that he wants to take, and he's never going to put up something crazy. And, you know, he's, he's, he's a willing passer too, man. So there's my little spiel on DeMar DeRozan. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand he'll be kind of like a rental, you know, Ideally, we shouldn't have to give up much for him. But with all that said, on the flip side, how much is this really DeMar DeRozan actually wanting to come to the Knicks versus, you know, let's throw the Knicks in there and see if, uh, you know, the Heat can get into a bidding battle now with them. Okay, so right here I have a proposed DeMar DeRozan trade package. Um, My retort to that would just be like, um, I do not like DeRozan's fit on this team. I wouldn't like his fit. I just think that he's he's another high usage player, and you're paying an, another high usage player with a Brunson and with a Barrett, with a Randall. And then on top of that, he just doesn't shoot threes. So the spacing would just be terrible. The spacing would be awful. So I look, is DeRozan a good player? Yes. Is he a closer? Yes. Would he take pressure off of Brunson and Randall in late game situations? Yes. He's not going to cost that much. I mean, right now I have an um, a proposed package. Try to get him in here without giving up a first round pick. But yeah, I just I just feel like DeRozan. If if 
I don't know, Chris. I, I I get what you're saying, but I I just don't feel like he's the right player right now. Like a couple of years ago, yes, I would have liked DeRozan, but it's just he doesn't shoot threes. I mean, he shoots like. I think he shoots a low percentage, like in the 30% from three. And then he just, he's a mid-range assassin. That's his game. But so is Brunson. And so is Randall. So if you pair DeRozan with those two, I just feel like it's too redundant. And I don't, I don't well, like it. What if, uh, what if you could convince DeRozan, you're like, like, hey man, you're, you know, you're, you're rental right now. I think he's exp- in an sp- expiring contract, right? I mean, can you convince him to like, hey, why don't you come off the bench for us? You know, no. what if he plays? With that that's not <laughs> You're not going to trade for DeRozan's big contract and have him come off the bench. I mean, no, I know that. I know that. I'm just throwing something out there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. look, I could dream, right? Yeah. So look, would he make us a better team? I, that I don't know. Like, I really don't know. I, I wish I could say yes, but I really don't know, especially when we have guys like Josh Hart, um, DiVincenzo, playing well for us. And I feel like we would I feel like we would need to aim for someone better. So right now I have Knicks receive DeMar DeRozan, Bulls receive Fournier and Quentin Grimes in this package. So right off the bat, would you do this trade, Chris, for DeMar DeRozan? If, you know, push comes to shove, come February, he's available. Knicks hop on the phone. They don't want to give up a first-round pick. They give up Evan Fournier. Maybe they get a third team involved to um, facilitate a trade and not have to give up Quinn Grimes, you're essentially punting on Quinn Grimes like you did with Obi Toppin in this mock trade. And, you know, I feel kind of uncomfortable doing that, I thought, to be honest with you. But it is what it is. I mean, Fournier, Grimes for DeRozan. You hitting yes or you hitting no? You know, as much as I would love to see DeMar DeRozan in a Knicks jersey, I would I would hit no on this, man. I'm, I'm not ready to give up on Quinn Grimes. I just feel there's a lot of untapped potential there. And, and look, don't get me wrong. He might never realize that potential, but, you know, we still have an opportunity to qu- keep Quentin Grimes, you know, on a on a team-friendly deal after this season, in my opinion. That's the way you go. You don't just give up on him. You know, when it came to Obi, there was just, you know, it was just boiling to, to everything was just boiling up to like a split, basically. With the situation with Randall, he was never going to start for us, right? Yeah. So I think when it comes to Quentin Grimes, you just got to you got to keep them. And I, I can't say yes to this deal, giving up Quentin Grimes, unfortunately. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Chris, you uh, froze up again. We're hopping in and out oh, again. It's freezing today, <laughs> over and over. And I'll take the floor. But yeah, that was the DeRozan mock trade. And look, Nick's got a big game on Tuesday versus the Bucks, man. Nick's got a big game on Tuesday versus the Bucks quarterfinal matchup, quarterfinal preview. Whether you like the in-season tournament, whether you don't like the in-season tournament, it's a fun thing for us fans, man. I mean, I feel like I'm getting excited for this matchup Tuesday, even though it's like a semi quote-unquote regular season game, right? I feel like this game it means more, and the guys are starting to you know feed into this whole in-season tournament narrative. And I I don't know, I just like it, and it's time that we finally get over the hump and beat the Milwaukee bucks because we need the we need this win i mean we need for our confidence you know confidence booster because obviously you have the teams in the top of the eastern conference that are heavyweight hitters you have the boston celtics the milwaukee bucks and i think the magic are up there too i think the knicks are top four as well but look we need this win versus the milwaukee bucks for like a confidence boost and obviously you want to go to vegas i mean who doesn't want 
to go to Las Vegas and play for $500,000 for, you know, the NBA Cup and be in the Final Four and possibly get to play versus the uh, Lakers or I forgot who else is on the West. But Rick says, hmm, 40-60 on the Rosen, but the trade package is okay. Does he use... Does he you does does he get us to the Eastern Conference Finals? Not sold. Yeah. Does DeMar DeRozan get us to the Eastern Conference Finals? That's a tough one, man. That is a tough one. Like if I keep thinking back to last year, if DeMar DeRozan was on this team, would a DeRozan have helped us to beat the Miami Heat? Obviously, the the answer that you're thinking is yes, right? Obviously, another score. We were lacking scoring. Does DeMar DeRozan get us to the Eastern Conference Finals? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I just keep going back to the the usage. Like, I just I just don't like the way it fits in our offense. Um, I just don't like the fit with, with the Julius Randle. I just don't like the fit with a Jalen Brunson especially because he's a mid-range assassin. I feel like he'll be in the same avenues as a Jalen Brunson and he'll be, you know, the, what the spacing would be terrible in my opinion. And um, Rick, I mean, uh, Chris, Rick, answer this question for me. Rick says, does DeRozan get us to the Eastern Conference Finals? He's not sold on it. <laughs> that depends on a lot, but I could see where you would say no, right? I mean, that would depend on them actually finding a way to get the rose in the fit. And I guess that's the biggest problem, right? Everybody just kind of, you know, whether it's Julius Brunson, even RJ, you know, they all like to work in the paint. And that's the Rosen, you know, the Rosen's in the mid-range primarily. I mean, he can't trust the floor. Would I like to think that they could figure it out? Yeah, of course. But, you know, this is also why I don't think you give up Quentin Grimes, you know, in a trade for DeRozan. Because ultimately, I don't think it gets us, you know, that's not the type of trade that's going to get us, you know, a chip or even the Eastern Conference Finals for that. But the thing is, if you don't see in this situation, if you don't give up on a Grimes, where is the playing time for him? him? Where is the playing time coming from? Because then you would have Grimes off the bench, DiVincenzo and Josh Hart. There's no there wouldn't be any playing time for Grimes. So it's like which is why I included him in the package. So I don't know. That That is true. I mean, that yeah. that is true. But hopefully, you know, <laughs> I mean, you could you could have said that now, really, if, with the glut of guards that we got, right? I mean, they're still marching Grimes out there, but maybe this actually pushes Grimes into, you know, maybe he even, in a sense, falls out of the rotation, in a sense, if the trade was, like, done for the Marta Rosen yeah. and Grimes is still on the roster. But... I could see why Grimes would be included, but I'm just so hesitant to give up on Grimes, man. I just feel like still too early for that. And something bigger maybe than a DeRozan. Something more um, that solidifies our offense. Um, Tropic Tropic Lightning 2023, what's going on? In-season tournament, don't get it, question mark. Block that part out and just get the regular season win. <laughs> Tournaments are all about the money. We watch our team to become champions. Go Knicks. Let's go Knicks, but... Look, Tropic, I, I just feel like this is the first year of the in-season tournament and the NBA is literally pushing it down, you know, they're pushing it down uh, all of us. I mean, then I feel like a standalone, I think the, the the Knicks play at eight and then the Western Conference game will be later in the night. And I just feel like it, it's going to feel different 
watch come Tuesday, you're going to feel like you're going to wake up and feel like, wow, the Knicks have a chance to go to Vegas and it has a chance to be something bigger. You could not. I mean, you couldn't. I mean, like I said, some people don't care about this. Like <laughs> some people don't. But yeah. hey, I like it, man. I'm falling for it. I like it. And I'm just I'm excited for it. I mean, I don't know when it, when it first came out, Chris, like I didn't really think too much of it. And then like yeah. when the when the team started, you know, building up these scores because it obviously goes by point differential and that's how the Knicks got the wild card was from the point differential. And you have NBA coaches like the Bulls coach getting all pissed off that, you know, teams are running up these scores. And that's 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 you know, that's the way Adam Silver decided to make the the wild card and to to, to determine who wins that. So I don't know. I just feel like it'll it feel, it's gonna feel different Tuesday morning. I'm telling you. Yeah, I I think, like I said, Adam Silver definitely won, man. Um, all all teams are playing. You know, when it comes to in season tournament, all teams participating in it were playing hard, right? Yeah, they were just you know they were treating it like something serious because I mean, you know, somebody like LeBron James, even though he's gonna talk it up, he's gonna not care for the you know half a million dollars he could win because he's he's set for life. But you got all those role players. You got the bench players that, man, that's like double their salary, right? Maybe even triple at times. So those guys are playing hard. They want to win. And I'm sure, you know, teammates like LeBron and others, other stars, you know, they want to win for them. So it, it makes it really interesting, man. And and I get it. Look, you know, the Knicks haven't won in a long time. And part of me thinks that if the Knicks win this in-season tournament, you know, everybody's just going to want to make fun of us and say, oh, you're celebrating in-season tournament cup. Who cares? You know, hey, I don't care. I can see that happening. <laughs> but I could also see a team like the Lakers winning and everybody making it out to be the greatest thing since sliced bread, too. So, yep. you know, in my opinion, I, I like it. It's interesting. I, I like seeing, you know, high, high-level basketball. And that's what this is bringing, you know, whether whether it seems like a money grab or not, which we all know it is, but... You know, it's it's good. I think it's good. I think it's good for the league. It's uh, you're getting high level basketball at an early, you know, but you wouldn't see this type of play in the NBA this early on, in my opinion. No. Without this, it would be, yeah. you know, it would be more blowouts and things. But these are competitive games, man, and I think that's a win for us. For sure. And look, I'm excited. I think uh, Porzingis has been ruled out for the Celtics in season tournament. Um, so so uh, no Porzingis in that one. But look, Milwaukee hasn't Milwaukee has beat the Knicks in their last seven games. We haven't won since November 5th of 2021. Bucks are a tough matchups for, matchup for us, man. Giannis gives us fit. Brunson should do, should do his thing. And um, yeah, PL's coming in here saying, don't worry about Grimes. He'll be fine. Stop worrying about Grimes. He'll be fine. PL, man, last game, Dante DiVincenzo. How many threes did he hit again? Refresh my memory, seven threes again. Seven um, threes. I saw PL on the uh, timeline on, on Twitter. And look, you can't you can't ignore what Dante's doing, man. And whether or not you think he's doing that just from being on the bench and just from playing with, you know, the bench unit quickly. But he's he's doing this with Brunson. He's doing, it with, doing this with Hart, with Randall. He's looking good with the starters. So... You know, it's been how many games have you played? Like nineteen, almost twenty games, something like that. And yeah. we're getting nothing offensively from Grimes. But like I said, his last good game—not his last good game, but his last game where he actually did something on the offensive end 
came against these Bucks because the Milwaukee Bucks defensively, they're not that great defensively. The backcourt with Damian Lillard and Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley is probably one of the worst two-guard defenders in the NBA. So either Brunson or Quentin Grimes need to get it going. And we know what we're going to get with Brunson. But it's this is the game where I think Grimes comes out of his funk, Chris. I I just feel it, man. I just I'm hoping for it. Or if it's not Speaking Grimes, it's the it's DiVincenzo again. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope so, man. We're 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 definitely gonna need it. The Bucks are definitely they're a good team. Look, are they the Bucks? I honestly feel like the Bucks were probably better with Drew Holiday, believe it or not. But we've seen the Bucks. They they play they either play really well or they don't show up at all, you know, because we've seen some pretty bad teams take out the Bucks. So that's why I like our chances, man. You you don't know what's gonna happen, but they're definitely gonna be hyped up to to play in this game, in my opinion. So that's that's where it's gonna get interesting. Yeah, it's just um, yeah. PL says if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yes, he is slumping, but he is not hurting us either. I understand, bro, but I know I can't start him. We just need that firepower off the bench. Yeah, I love that firepower firepower off the bench with um with everybody. I love it too. And um, look, I'm just saying. Something has to give. Would would and I just feel like this is a breakout game from Grimes, especially because the backcourt for the Bucks is not that great defensively. We just can't get into a close game situation in the fourth, Chris, because last time we played the Bucks, that's when Dame time was was happening, and he had a big three against us. And he, you know, Dame in the clutch is one of the best in the NBA right now. And obviously, you pair him with with Giannis, it's gonna be tough. But I just feel like if we can. I don't know, man. If we if this is like a four point game with like two minutes left, and the Knicks are up four, I'm gonna be at the edge of my seat because I just know we're gonna get a, a half court heave from Dame. It's just gonna like go in probably. <laughs> man, I, I hope it doesn't go in. But yeah. one thing I will say when it comes to Dame Lillard, everybody in the NBA should be aware that you know when it comes to clutch time. You need to guard Damian Lillard as soon as he crosses the halfway point, man. You just can't let him eat 30 feet, 40 feet from the back. You got to press up on Dame Lillard, man. You got to let somebody else beat you. And I'll and I'll, I'll even take it a step further. Going back to the Suns game where Devin Booker hits that game winner, right? Again, yeah. someone you don't let beat you. You need to be up on that guy. Don't even give him a chance to think about shooting that ball. That's what we got to do with Lillard if it comes to it, you know, on Tuesday late. But hopefully, you know, we're talking about a Knicks win on Tuesday and not a game-winning shot by Dame Lillard. <laughs> no, let's not. I don't want to I don't want to say that again cuz I don't want to speak that into uh the universe. Game-winning <laughs> shot by Dame. That's going to haunt me even though this is the play-in game. But yeah, hopefully the Knicks can win this by 10 and uh we're rolling. Knicks are nice in the chat, man. What's going on? Good to see you in here. Uh, Rick Pennington says starting isn't the issue though. It's closing the game. Dante is in there. Don't mess up with the lineup. Yeah, uh, there's that avenue sure. as well. You know, Grimes is starting, playing well defensively. Showed a little something in Toronto. Um, getting to getting to the line finally, getting to the free throw line for the first time this year. But yeah, closing the game is the most important, and that's where you see a quickly or sometimes a Dante Divincenzo closing, and you see Grimes parked on the bench. So I just. I, I feel a, I feel a good game coming from Grimes here. I really do. Um, 
Um, Greg says, if our shooters show up Tuesday, we win it. Period. Yeah, if we're shooting the lights out, if we're shooting the ball well, if Julius Randle is sharing the rock like he is, Chris gave the stat that A-plus assist, the Knicks are undefeated when he's doing that. And he had, what, 20 rebounds the other game? on a, yeah. And then he had, what, eight, eight assists? He had a great game in Toronto with a bum knee. So we're starting to see good things out of Randle. Hopefully he can stay consistent on that front. But, yeah, I just – defense on Giannis is going to be – is going to be a thing. And obviously you have Brooke Lopez and uh, Mitchell Robinson, Chris. Mitchell Robinson versus Lopez. That's going to be interesting. I like that. Obviously Mitch has to come out on Lopez. Lopez loves shooting that corner three. And if we can contain that, yeah, I feel like we'll be all right. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit worried about that matchup right there because we, we've seen it. I know, I know Brooke Lopez isn't Porzingis per se, but, you know, Mitch does not like to be out on that three-point line or, or anywhere near it. So, yeah, you know, when it comes to defending that, that's where I get a little bit uh, antsy with Mitch. But you know, hopefully, Tibbs. I'm sure Tibbs will have a game plan to have uh, I Heart in there as well, just to kind of uh, even things out. But we'll see, man. I'm, I'm, I can't wait for this game, man. I'm getting more excited just talking about it. See, I'm starting to get you. I'm starting to get everyone in the chat. I'm starting to get Chris into it. <laughs> Look, man, you're gonna wake up Tuesday and you'll be like, well, this feels different. And uh, PL says this would be a heart attack game. One of those typical Nick heart attack games that just hopefully we pull out a victory. Because if we do, I'll be I'll be happy, man. I'll be for sure. Help. PL says we taking the W. Look, everyone needs to play together like we have been. We're rolling right now. We're playing really good basketball. And not to say that the Bucks aren't, but if we can catch them on an off night, if we can catch Dame on an off night, Dame's been. I mean, I want to go through his numbers. He's been playing awesome as well. He's been playing playing great. And they the Bucks are starting to, you know, get their chemistry together. But I just feel like it's gonna be a close one at the end. Buzzer beater, Jalen Brunson win, Chris. Oof. Imagine that. <laughs> Let's speak that one into existence. Jalen Brunson, buzzer beater from three. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. So yeah, game is on Tuesday. And um after that, if the Knicks are, if the Knicks lose that game, we have some days off until the Toronto game, and then we talked about the gauntlet of the schedule in December. But yeah, Chris, anything else you want to touch on about this game, about the rumors, about anything? Anyone in the chat wanted to touch on something? Chime in here. Yeah, if you guys got any questions for us, let us know. Um, no, I'm pretty good, man. Um, I said my piece on DeMar DeRozan, you know, like, again, as much as I would love to see him in a Knicks jersey, and I feel like he'd be a big help for us. Mm -hmm. I can't give up Grimes for him, man, and that seems to be the only deal that kind of makes sense, you know. So, you know, unless the Knicks get creative, you know, I don't really see it happening, right? Never say never, but, you know, when as Leon Rose has been here, we, we haven't seen him make that trade yet. He's been very cautious. He's been very risk averse and we haven't seen him make that risky trade and not saying that the Rosen would be a risky trade obviously you would just be giving up a Fournier and maybe getting a third team in involved so you don't have to give up that much but we have this Fournier situation that we're still dealing with and I feel like the trade is going to become I just don't feel like it will be the Rosen I just look let him go to LA that's my opinion Chris wants him to come to New York so <laughs> you know it's going to be interesting man it's going to be interesting what um, how this transpires. PL says we must get Grimes going early, though. Him and Randall are going to be key. Yeah, I've talked about it. I think Quint Grimes is going to have a good game because last time he faced the Bucks, he I think he had 18 points and hit like 
a few threes, and he was really looking like Quentin Grimes out there. Um, defensively, offensively, he, he was really gone, and that has to do with the fact that the Bucks have a re- really poor defensive backcourt and Malik Beasley and Damian Lillard. So hopefully Quentin Grimes, this is the game that he gets going. Big task in the chat says, damn, I'm late. Yeah, man. Uh, we were just talking about this matchup versus the Bucks, and we talked about the the uh, the the trade for um, what? <laughs> for uh, the mother Rosen. The Rosen. I just have to blank there, but yeah, we talked about the trade for the Rosen and whether or not we would like to do that. But yeah, it's an exciting game coming up. Hopefully, RJ can get it going. Reports have it that he's dealing with margarine still, but he's been struggling, Chris and. I don't know. I just seen a lot of negative things on Twitter about him saying that, see, see, this is the old RJ we know. This is the old RJ Barrett. See, he's not back. He's not elite. Yeah, that's that's the usual, you know, that's that's always how it goes, especially when it comes to RJ Barrett, man. I mean, and you could even say Julius, too, right? It's just one way or the other. There's no in between for either of those guys. And unfortunately, that's just the way it's going to be, it seems. But. I think RJ is going to be fine, you know, and, and again, when it comes to Julius, he's too, too important to this team. And even with Jalen Brunson here, we all know if Julius is playing well, usually that carries over to the rest of the team as well. But I'm not worried about RJ, man. He's he started hot. You know, he's dealing with some some migraines and some some knee knee issues. Hopefully he can get back on track. Hopefully he feels good. You know, on Tuesday, we're going to need him. That's for sure. For sure. Rick says, we need a tall wing. I'm okay with looking at Bogdanovich, 6'8 six, six, shooter, averaging 21 points in Detroit. Been out, but we can use that length. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. that's who I would go after, like a Bogdanovich, man. A knockdown sniper shooter. Throw him in the lineup. Push Barrett to the shooting guard position. Have a Bogdanovich in there. Shooting those threes, Chris. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'm talking about right there. Like DeRozan is like the semi, I wouldn't even call it sexy name, but DeRozan's like the the headliner. But I think basketball wise, Bogdanovich fits and would be a better fit on this current Knicks team. And look, Detroit's not going anywhere. We almost had a scare against them the other night <laughs> that we won. Yeah. But if we can get Bogdan, what do you think about that, man? Sign me up for that. I mean, I like Bogdan. I do. I actually like that a lot. Like you said, he fits really well. Um, and we like, like it was just said, we could use that length, man. And that's that's what's missing on this Knicks team. We need a wing that's lengthy, you know, that yeah. can stretch the floor even more. He fits, man. But you know what? Do we have to give up to the to the Pistons to get a guy like that, right? You know, hopefully not much. But again, it, it really depends on the price and. You know, is that who we want to spend our ca- draft capital on, right? I mean, the Knicks have tons and tons of picks and whatnot. You know, they're going to want some of that. But at the same time, man, all those picks ain't doing nothing for us, man. We're not using them. So when when is it when is it going to come? When is the time going to come for us to make a trade or use up those picks, man? Yeah, eventually. Can't wait forever. I mean, we haven't drafted in the first round in a couple of years. Eventually, that needs to end. We need to draft some talent in the first round. Because we can't pay everybody. We can't pay everybody, right? And that's the situation they're dealing with quickly. But eventually, yeah, we'll see what comes about it. But big game Tuesday. I'm excited for it. So um, 
yeah, this is the end of the pod, and we have some questions coming up here. This is I want to call it like the witching hour, like they have it in the, the red zone, the witching hour. So I have, we have a few questions, just fun questions. It could be about the Knicks, could be about just life and and whatnot. But we did this last episode. We had some good reactions in the in the comments. But Chris, my first question to you: If you could have dinner with any Nick, who would it be? Past and present. Yeah. Whoever, any Nick. You know what? I'll throw out, I'll say Tracy McGrady. Really? Tracy McGrady is one of my all-time favorite. You know what? He is my favorite basketball player, and I would love to have dinner with Tracy McGrady, man. Just ask him all types of questions throughout all all the stages of his career, man. That would be insane for me. You know, when he got traded to us, I was... I remember I was like, I forgot how, how old was I, but I was like pretty excited about that. I was like, damn, we got T-Mac. Oh, <laughs> I was hyped. And, and to this day, I can't believe I do not have a Tracy McGrady Knicks jersey. It's, yeah. it's insane, but I definitely got a cop one. Yeah, I think I would go with, if I were to have dinner with any Nick, um, I think I would go with Mello. Like, I would ask him Ooh. a bunch of questions, like, how was it the night you got traded here? How was New York? The fans got on you. That game versus Indiana was it game six when Hibbert blocked him. Like, what'd you feel after that game? I hate to bring that back up, but like, what was yeah, the feeling? He might strangle you over that <laughs> one, man. <laughs> what was the feeling after that game? Um, if we would advance versus the Pacers, would we have beat the Heat that year? Because we had the Heat's <laughs> number during during that that season. So there's a lot of questions that I that I would like to ask Melo. Man, that that's a good one too, man. I mean, I, I still think he might strangle you across the table bringing up Hibber, but yeah, that's a good one too, man. I like I like that. Rick Pennington says Derrick Rose and Patrick Ewing. Those are two great ones Derek, too. Derrick Rose is a good one too. Yeah, yeah, Ewing, like yeah. the, the uh, youngest MVP, and obviously dealt with the injuries. His time here in New York when he got traded here and then he left and then he got signed here again. And then Thibs, you know, that that's an interesting one. And of, of course, Patrick Ewing. Um, yeah, that those are, uh, that's a good one as well. All right. Next question. Um, are you an early planner or do you thrive in uh, last minute situations? You plan things early yeah. or are you definitely last minute, man. I'm, I'm just, I can't do planning. I'm, I'm, I just go with the flow, you know, that's me. <laughs> I can't do planning. If if I'm planning things, things are going bad. <laughs> nah, I got to I got to plan things. Like I have to know what's coming next, and I have to know what's <laughs> what's going on because otherwise I'll go crazy. But yeah, I've, I've heard of last minute planners too. So yeah, that's that's me, man. That's me. I mean, I try I try to plan things, but it just never goes my way, man. So I just learn to go with the flow, and you know, whatever pops up, pops up, man. Yeah, exactly. All right, next one. Do you prefer to cook at home or order takeout? And what's your favorite thing to order or what's your favorite thing to make? You know, you, you can't beat a home-cooked meal, but there's just so many damn options for takeout nowadays that you can just get anything you ever wanted brought to you. It's yeah. kind of insane when you think back to the older days, but uh, I guess I'll go... I guess I'll go takeout and 
like I mentioned in the previous pod, I'm a big steak guy. So it's usually <laughs> some type of steak with, you know, some side, you know, if I have to go yeah. with it. How, how about you, man? You know, lately we've been ordering a lot of Chipotle and I've actually like, it's been one of my favorite restaurants now. And <laughs> so I would say takeout is definitely Chipotle, but obviously mm-hmm. you can't beat a home cooked meal. So then there's that aspect. I, I do like like pasta and chicken and whatnot. But yeah, Chipotle's just been the thing around the house. And obviously with the holidays now, it's like so much running around and Yeah, for sure. You don't even have time really. I mean, you got two girls, I got one girl. So it's been a mess, man. Yeah, it's been a right around. That, man. I mean, when it comes to Chipotle though, man, when when you get delivery, they be they be skimming on the meat, man. They they do not they oh, do I not complain. Want Freak that. I'll <laughs> complain and then they'll give me a credit. <laughs> I don't know, man. I usually don't like to complain, you know, then bad things starts happening to your food, but <laughs> I know. Yeah. I gotta stay away from Chipotle. I'll pick that up in person. Yeah, and then they'll give you more meat. Yeah. That is true. I don't know. Yeah, man. I mean <laughs> big game Tuesday. That's it. Appreciate every single one of you in the chat, man. Uh Big Tass says definitely cook at home. I don't really trust people. There we go. <laughs> I don't trust people either. Um, I I hear that, man. You know, there's there's nothing like a home cooked meal too. So, you know, especially when I go over to my mother's, there's nothing better than that, man. So. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. All that mom's home cooked meal, especially grandma's home cooked meal. Damn. Yeah. Rick says I'm both. To be honest, excel at both. I think he was referring to uh, the planner, early planner, or thriving last minute situations. Um, Big Tass says, exactly, do not complain. I cook, get an air fryer, cooks everything great in half the time. <laughs> Trust me, Rick. I mean, who doesn't have an air fryer? I mean, come on now. Everybody. I, mean, my, I think my oven is an air fryer too right now. <laughs> Man, everybody in America should have an air fryer. But yeah. Once again, appreciate every single one of you. We'll be on here next week again. Obviously, we'll be on here on Tuesday if the Knicks win that game. But. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Hit that thumbs up button. As always, it is Let's Go Knicks. I'm Anthony. That is Chris. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Thanks for listening. Please hit that follow button to stay updated with our latest episodes. And we also greatly appreciate those five-star reviews. For you video enthusiasts out there, head over to our YouTube channel to catch the podcast in video form. YouTube.com slash Nation. You'll find all the relevant links conveniently listed in the show notes below. See you next time. Mm-hmm.